welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Sarah and Eric. Welcome. That was weird. So the main purpose of today's episode is to make an announcement. I, Eric, (laughs) am having our baby. Oh my God. No, is that just not funny? Not even I knew that. Sorry. Um, Yeah, we have a little announcement regarding the podcast. Should we just... Should we just, should that be the first thing? Sure. Okay. We are going to make the podcast a monthly thing instead of a weekly thing for various reasons. The main one being that Eric has kind of joined the Sarah's Vegan Kitchen team in a more, I guess, official capacity. It's something we've talked about and tried to do, I don't know, for the last like year. Yeah. At least. Um Except now we're kind of, I don't know, we kind of just started doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, I started answering your emails and handling administrative stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I kind of just have jumped in. But the other part of it is we're going to try to do more videos together on Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, Sarah's Vegan, whatever that channel ends up, you know, really being called Mm -hmm. and being about, Um, you know, making it a more personalized us thing Mm -hmm. so that includes videos where we're gonna talk you know we did a taste test we filmed a taste test yesterday that will be uploaded soon and i don't know i feel like we're just gonna have more videos where you and i are talking kind of like how we do on the podcast Mm -hmm. so to do both it not only seems repetitive and redundant it just kind of seems unnecessary Sure. Uh, It is mostly that we're wanting to kind of conserve our creative energy because we are going to be making a lot more video. And then also, I think we we got to a point where we were struggling to find topics for each week's podcast. And we didn't just want to repeat the same themes over and over again. And we are in this period where we're really trying to take music seriously and to be honest, most of our days look pretty similar. You know, we're rehearsing every day. We're doing a little bit of cooking. We're exercising. And yeah, I mean, we're in a very much a doing phase right now. Yeah. And sometimes it just, it feels like we don't know what to say. Yeah. Right. We're like, we don't, we've kind of talked about this on the podcast recently, mm-hmm. but it's kind of just... It keeps bubbling up yeah, and kind of, it's just, it's just this thing where we're like, we don't know if we have the time and energy to, to do this every single week, at yeah. least in a way where we're going to provide like meaningful, entertaining episodes every single time. Mm-hmm. Right. So what actually happened, the reason we came to this decision was we actually filmed a separate episode for this week following the format that we kind of proposed in last week's podcast which i still think is a good formula and i think we will still use it to guide our episodes unless we have like a big topic that's really pressing on our minds but we filmed an episode and it was just kind of slow you know it just kind of felt forced yeah and that's we don't want that to happen Mm -hmm. we don't want the episodes to sound contrived yeah where it's just like oh well clearly they are just saying things in order to fill time yeah so we figure if we try to keep doing it every single week like clockwork that's just going to keep happening worse and worse Mm -hmm. we figure if we if we um 
wind it down to monthly will have much more to say each time right so yeah yes i think i'm happy with it i'm really glad that we did go for so many months not skipping any weeks i'm glad i think we needed to develop that discipline because it was really the only project that we were consistently working on together we really kind of not making that much headway with music because we weren't being disciplined about it. And I only feel comfortable reducing the frequency now because we are specifically replacing it with something else. Yeah, so there will be, like I said, there will be more videos on Sarah's Vegan Kitchen. And I don't know, maybe on the Cute Threat channel, if we do more like conversational <laughs> things that relate to music specifically. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's really hard to, to tell, yeah. but there will be more video content, theoretically, yes. than this podcast. I mean, it's tough because we did it for so many months, mm-hmm. every single week. This is our 66th episode. Oh. Wow. And yeah, but it's tough because we're not, we're not trying to be podcasters. Yeah. Like, we like talking. We, you guys like hearing us talk about whatever's on our minds and whatever makes us think, what is life, dude? But it's just, <laughs> that's not, our goal isn't to, you know, 10 years from now have the be number one podcast. Yeah. Right? We want to, our number, yeah. our goal is to be popular musicians. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough. It's just a lot of time. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is just mostly for us a separate outlet to kind of get to know, for our listeners to get to know us more deeply i guess because you really don't get you don't talk about things as in depth on youtube or even on in instagram i am pretty i get personal with things about mental health but it's just there's a, a limit to how much you can cover and instagram's not really that platform you know it's mostly a visual platform and i think another thing is that I mean, this kind of applies to everyone. I think a lot of people are trying to navigate their relationship with social media. Like what's the the healthiest amount to consume and contribute to it? And it's hard being, um, you know, a creator. Actually, I saw like like an infographic going around on Instagram talking about how like one of the worst things that's happened to artists is that now we refer to ourselves as content creators. And we're all just churning out content, quote unquote, content for social media to keep up with all the algorithms that can be really, really punishing. And like the truth is art is something that oftentimes takes a lot of time to conceive of and produce. And I never even realized what bullshit that is. Yeah. You're totally taking away from Mm -hmm. the art, Mm -hmm. the art and the person who creates the art. And you're just replacing them with content. Mm -hmm. Content is not the same as art, you know? Right. Content is just, could just be stuff. Yeah. It could be, uh, content could be stuff or art. Mm -hmm. Art is just art. Yes. And I never realized that that's kind of a (laughs) shitty connotation that has a content creator. It's like fill the void with your content. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a negative connotation necessarily because I do consider myself a content creator. Like I would consider what I create for YouTube to be content for me personally. It's not really, I feel like I've tried to kind of make it an artistic avenue for myself in the past. You're not bearing your soul. Sure, but I don't think art necessarily needs to be that. But it's like for me, art means like a specific, something like specific aesthetic standards basically. And so I feel like rewind a couple months back and I was really trying to make 
my YouTube channel more artful because I was consuming um, videos from like Craig Adams who makes mm. really beautiful like hiking vlogs. And um, I feel like there are a lot of culinary YouTube channels that are very cinematically mm -hmm. pleasing, I guess. And I was trying to do that and I realized that that's not the point for me, you know? And so I've kind of swung back in the opposite direction. I feel like a lot of like the popularity of TikTok and Instagram reels, you and I have talked a lot about this, about how it's such a raw platform. It's so unedited. It's so imperfect. And I feel like it's kind of um, developed in reaction to highly curated social media platforms and it's interesting and I think it's it's cool and it's kind of being on TikTok more, consuming TikTok more, I think has changed my mindset a lot as far as YouTube goes. And now I feel like I can just, you know, be a little bit more, not more authentic, but more unfiltered, I guess. I mean, TikTok's almost like what YouTube was at the very beginning. Yeah. Where people are just shooting videos. I mean, obviously... At the beginning of YouTube, there were no phones. Mm -hmm. um, well, there were, but they weren't like um, smartphones are today, right? In like right. 2006. But people were just setting up their camcorders in their kitchen and like doing something. Yeah. And like I was on TikTok. I rarely watch TikTok. Sarah's been... I do. <laughs> Sarah's been forcing me... Not forcing me. She's been nudging me to post my own TikToks and they've been getting views. So thank you. Um, <laughs> trying to build my own little brand here as a right. musician. But... I don't know, I went on yesterday and I saw this girl and her parent. Uh, it was like it was like a girl, a dad and a grandma and there was like so it was like three generations of people and they were like it was like a clip of a song after a clip of a song yeah. and it's like, "Oh, who knows this song? Who doesn't know this song? Are you too old? Are you too young?" To know? And they were just like dancing to music in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is just someone's phone." Yeah. It's like what YouTube used to be. Right. I love it. And I feel like so many uh, content creators on YouTube are really nostalgic for the time when you could just create things on your webcam mm -hmm. using your laptop. That's certainly how I started on YouTube during my first YouTube run mm -hmm. when I was doing makeup videos. And I've always looked back on that time fondly. I feel like communities were a lot um, more closely knit. There was a lot more... I feel like the barrier between creator, like influencer and their audience was a lot more, I don't know, it wasn't as, as strong, I guess. I don't know the best way to say that. It was like a lot more, it felt like a more closely knit sort of thing. Um, and I feel like then the age of the influencer happened and everyone was like, it was just, everyone just got popular and a lot of them were really young people. And then their content started moving away from what made them relatable. And then all of their content was about their luxurious lives. Do you know what I mean? Unrelatable. And now we're swinging back in the opposite direction. And I think everyone being in quarantine too, like has really, that's part of, part of it, I think. And now everyone's like, we don't necessarily need just a few like big influencers everyone can be creating things yeah. you know and now you have all these big influencers like with 
scandals. Yeah. And it's like, what? We don't, what? <laughs> and it's just, it's just a weird thing. Yeah. You have like your David Dobrik and your J- James Charles, is that his name? Yes. You just like have these scandals happening. And yeah. it's like, uh, okay. Can right. we just have like normal people, like just normal people on TikTok in their kitchen yeah. just being the popular ones? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also cool from like a creating perspective because I don't know making things look and sound really amazing Mm -hmm. it's just difficult sometimes and it takes a lot of equipment and time you know like setting up this video for the podcast plus the (laughs) audio it just takes a while it does and unless you're like really into it like i love setting up microphones and making things sound good but it, it was nice last night i was like oh i'm gonna do this tiktok challenge that sarah sent me and said oh you should do this tiktok challenge and i just like put my phone on the coffee table leaning up against my water bottle and filmed it mm-hmm. and i'm like that's it that's a tiktok yeah it's great like i turned all the lights on so it was bright enough mm-hmm. i mean actually in full transparency i took sarah's very nice <laughs> big uh professional light yeah and pointed it at my face but that's just because it was already in the living room yeah. and plugged in mm-hmm. so forgive me but yeah well, it's i would have made to... you i'm like a stickler for lighting at the bare minimum. Right. If but... we have it, might as well turn it on. It was already in there. Yeah. I mean, actually, the cost of gear is, is like another huge barrier to entry for a lot of people who made make YouTube videos. I feel like I just love, I honestly just love the way that things are going back in the opposite direction towards more, like even amateur. There's even like a charm to things being amateur. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone uses... Um, the green screen backgrounds on TikTok and it's like an imperfect software, right? So sometimes you'll see the like the the green screen background will like come through your body or your face or something. And it's just funny. It doesn't detract from no the one cares. content. Yeah. Yeah. And um I don't know, I feel like there was definitely like um an elitism that kind of developed on YouTube and you felt like you need to have a specific kind of camera and microphone and editing software and all these color grades. And it's just, it's not necessary unless you feel personally driven to learn more about that. Then I just think about how much between us, how much gear we have for audio and video and lighting. And I would be interested to tally up the cost of it and obviously we've both acquired it over the course of many many years but now you can just you know make it in your bathroom Mm -hmm. with a phone (laughs) we're prime candidates to be robbed Um, i mean but the like the barrier like the cost of entry thing Mm -hmm. you just mentioned it is a huge part of it because you know there's there's having talent and skill yeah but then there's also the technical equipment side right so i was having i had a zoom call with one of my buddies today he sent me he sent me the multi-track so all the instruments recorded separately for one of his band's new songs and i mixed it for him uh so i just made it as i made it sound as good as i possibly could with the raw recordings of the instruments so i isolated the vocal tracks from his singer and he was like that sounds so much like it sounds like a world of difference mm-hmm. between what I had and now what you made for us. Yeah. He's like, how could I have recreated that? And I'm like, 
I mean, you know, he, he was he was kind of doing that. Like, you're so good, Eric. You're so good at that. How'd you do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, thank you. Part of it is, yes, I've been doing it for a while. But the other part of it is I've bought so many plugins and so many, like, so many, um, like, music production plugins. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain it to, like, in layman's terms. Right. Like, I've bought so much shit, basically, <laughs> and spent a lot of money on it over the years that I can just make it sound better easily mm-hmm. because I'm using expensive stuff. Right. So it's, it's it's hard. But you know what? Even as far as music goes, I feel like more and more people, right? More and more people are making music at home. And I feel like, yes, highly produced music is what tends to be most popular. But I was, I don't know how I ended up here, but I came across someone I showed you, I don't remember her name. I think it's like Caroline's daughter or something. But if I remember, if it's if I'm incorrect, I'll try to put it in the show notes. And she created a song using like Garage Band in her living room. She's like a teenager, and uh, she used the microphone that comes on the headphones that come with an iPhone. And it's a popular song. And I just I think it's so interesting. I feel like the shift towards platforms like um, TikTok and and Reels and stuff are really proving that you, what's the, it's, you can't polish a turd. That's what it is. It's like, you have to be funny or entertaining. You have to have a good ear for things or a good eye for things. And you really can't buy your way into influence necessarily anymore. And the thing about the Apple headphones, technically speaking, Mm -hmm. is that microphone is it's not amazing yeah but it's fine enough where Mm -hmm. if you give it to someone with the tools and the technology and the skill they're not trying to polish a turd they're trying (laughs) to polish something that's mediocre right so i can imagine this person recorded that on her apple headphones Mm -hmm. and gave it to someone or just i don't know or just processed it enough but i don't know my point is that yes you can with the right the right tools Mm mm-hmm I love it. I feel like it's really reinvigorated my, not passion for social media, but I feel like things are more doable, less heavy, less like, like grave consequences. If you release a video, that's not beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I can be myself more. Sometimes I really try to like time an interjection (laughs) well. And sometimes like I just did, it just totally flops. I Sorry. didn't even really notice. I know, but sometimes I listen to podcasts and I know people watch and listen to our podcasts and they're probably sometimes like, stop interrupting her. Because sometimes I a... listen and I'm like, stop interrupting each other. It's not a chronic thing. though. I know. Sometimes it is a chronic thing. Like if you're mm-hmm. Howard Stern. Howard Stern, <laughs> I mean, part of his shtick is that he's an asshole. So Is it? Okay. It definitely is. All right. Anyway. So... What else do you want to, I mean, I figured we were going to do kind of a short episode just because mm-hmm. of, um, I mean, is there anything else related to the topic that we should talk about? Um, I'm not sure. So we're going to be making more videos on Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, mm-hmm. fun ones, mostly food related. I don't want it to become like a daily vlog channel. Here's the other thing is that we are both, right? We're just, I got to a point where I was like, yes, I'm happy to share my life with people. I'm happy to be pretty transparent when it comes to even kind of dark personal things like mental health, but is it healthy to have 
people have a window into your life in so many ways like do they need to see you on every platform showing up as all these different versions of yourself and that's I feel like that's the biggest reason actually that I want to I didn't know if you want to like talk about it yeah yeah I gotta stop saying like man me too damn I was editing the Trader Joe's video and I was just Oh my God, Eric, stop <laughs> saying like before everything. Whew, it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great that we can connect with the people who watch us and listen to us mm-hmm. because we're so personal and open and honest. But at the same time, especially from a musician's perspective, like the weekend doesn't do interviews he barely does interviews right yes and he's like this mysterious musical artist this Mm -hmm. character and that's cool and it contributes to how we consume his music too Mm -hmm. yeah so especially for you who writes the lyrics for our music Mm -hmm. you want you want things to be interpreted different ways and you want people to feel your lyrics in different specific ways depending on the person right i want to leave room for interpretation yeah so when so if you write a song and people are like what's that about it's weird when they can say oh well listen to uh, what is life dude episode 43 <laughs> and you can hear them talk i think it's about this you know mm-hmm. oh i think it's about when this happened to them yeah it's no it doesn't artists don't have that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you can't you can't dissect taylor swift's music by listening to the podcast she made a few years ago right i mean then everyone just speculates about who things are written about based on but people like that yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah i'm i'm for me it's less like to do with my music and more to do with just my mental health day to day and i feel like right i there are a lot of really beloved people who vlog their daily lives and I enjoy consuming their content, right? I like watching Emma Chamberlain's vlogs and I've been tempted to commit to that in the past. And I feel like you and I too have tried to commit to vlogging our day-to-day life or bringing a camera along anytime we do something interesting. And here's what happens is... I bring the camera, I feel this pressure to record the entire time I'm there. So I do record, but I record the bare minimum. And then I end up not even using the footage and deleting it. Like we went to Breckenridge last year. I filmed it, never released the vlog. We hiked Mount Sherman with our friends, never released the vlog because I just wasn't happy with it. And when I think about that, it makes me sad because I should have just never committed to filming it. You would have had a better time. Yes, and been fully present and maybe just taken pictures or photos. Because for me, I think some people, it is healthy for them. Like they genuinely enjoy documenting their day-to-day life. For me, I don't watch my videos back almost ever. So who am I doing it for really? And also right now our day-to-day life is kind of boring. Mm -hmm. We wake up, (laughs) we exercise, we eat some things. Mm -hmm. For the most part, they're boring things. Yeah. You know, I go to the gym and I eat 
some protein and rice and a vegetable <laughs> after. Right. Um, and then we work on how to figure out, especially as musicians who are trying to just get better at their craft every day. You know, we don't want to film and release us working on songs that we're currently shit at. Or release or record ourselves playing the same five songs every single day for two weeks. If you like our music <laughs> and like hearing us play, thank you. But you would get so bored of our rehearsals. Mm-hmm. They're so I'm boring. bored of the rehearsals. I'm bored of them too. But that's how you get good. Right. You know, you, you get to a point where it's so ultra mega super boring yes. because you can just do it. Mm-hmm. You can just play the song. Yes. And then we start working on new ones and it's fun and exciting. And then they get boring again. And mm-hmm. that's what it's like. Yeah. No one wants to see that. I mean, maybe you do, but. <laughs> maybe like once. But that's sure. that's the thing that we can do every so often. And I think that's the beauty of moving the vlog, the podcast to once a month. Because hopefully there will be, there will have been enough novel, interesting things that we've done or seen or mastered mm-hmm. that we're excited to talk about. And also down the line, you know, you and I have talked about doing uh, live streaming concerts yes. from our house, <laughs> and that can be that can be a thing where we play some songs that we've rehearsed. We play, you know, people give requests in the chat, and we pull up the chords and kind of uh, bumble our way through it, you mm-hmm. know. And in between, we just we answer questions, we talk about stuff, just yes. like another outlet where we're being ourselves, mm-hmm. and you know there are just there are going to be a few different versions of that kind of content right so the podcast kind of gets pushed to monthly mhm so yeah i'm honestly really looking forward to it i think our episodes will be better i think it's so interesting how different a stage in life this is from where we were in san diego where we were kind of almost hibernating i would say just sorting out our shit in our emotions and figuring out what was limiting us from doing all these things that we kept saying we're gonna do and it wasn't a particularly productive time for us and i feel like now we've switched and we're really doing things we're practicing a lot and yeah, it's repetitive. <laughs> it's unglamorous the day to day of really doing anything yeah. that you love, I think. Not that it's not, it's like a romantic concept mm-hmm. to be an artist. But even though I've always wanted to be one, did I actually ever think about what it would take to get there? Like, honestly, no. I never thought critically about it. And now I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably going to, um, we're going to practice a couple times a week, you and I, and then I'm going to go sit at a piano for two hours on some days and just like sing scales and uh, follow different drills to get better. And that's going to be annoying for Eric. (laughs) You know, you made a really good point yesterday. You were talking about having practice sessions by yourself Mm -hmm. where you just sing and you man if you're listening to this podcast and you hear you've never practiced singing before it's crazy (laughs) the things go on i don't do it because i'm i'm like the backup singer all Mm. i gotta do is sing notes in a way that sounds inoffensive (laughs) but as sarah as the lead singer has to 
have that kind of voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you hear a singer like practice, oh, well, how am I going to say this vowel? You're just like, why? (laughs) And it's just like very, it's like um, carnal sounds. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's disturbing. I wonder what our neighbors upstairs think. I feel bad. I do. They've never complained. And I, I, we always are trying to practice in the room where we're not currently hearing footsteps. Yeah. So if we hear people above us in the living room, I think their living room's right above us. Yeah. So if it's, you know, like nine, ten o'clock at night and we can hear them in their living room, we'll go to the other side of the apartment. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that mitigates the problem. One hopes. I'd hope they'd knock on the door. I think they would. But some what, what you said yesterday, I, you were talking about practicing by yourself singing. And I was like, shit, I guess I got to practice by myself. And you were like, Eric, you practice every time you record a song for a client or do this and i'm like oh yeah i guess that is i am practicing guitar yeah and singing i mean listen we are currently working on an an original song that eric wrote and i made him change the key twice after he had already recorded recorded it once once, which means this the recording we're currently working with is the third recording yes i've recorded the bass and all the guitars yes three times yeah but it sounds fucking great so that's that's practice sure is yeah i mean so that's the phase we're in now and then our next phase is going to be performing in front of other people which is going to be its own set of terrors and (laughs) is gonna like everything just becomes so mundane Mm -hmm. when you move to the next level right because you and your band were playing shows a lot and is it fun is it like riveting to pack up all of your equipment and drive an hour and unpack it and wait around for three hours i think i think this is going to be different because i think we're actually going to get to a place where we have fans and (laughs) people come to our shows Hmm. you know so if we drive down to denver and play a show we will have people in denver who want to come see us whereas Hmm. my band never had that so no it was not riveting but we were mostly just annoyed and angry going into every show for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I I think you're right. O- over time, maybe it fades, but I want to find out. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel I feel as if I must have talked about this on the podcast at some point because it was so eye-opening for me. But I had listened to uh, an interview with Ed Sheeran where he was talking about I would assume it was the year that he released Shape of You. It was the peak of his career and he was touring and he talked about how it was actually the rock bottom for him emotionally for his mental health because you're a touring musician, you're playing shows into the late night, you are going to sleep super late, waking up super late, so, and you're sleeping on a bus oftentimes and um he was like, yeah, I was drinking all the time. I wasn't ever seeing the sun because all of my shows were at night and I was just miserable. And on top of that, I was wondering, okay, well, this is, I'm one of the top artists in the world. What's, what even do I do after this? You know? And so. It's really scary. Yeah. So it just goes to show you kind of have to find your center, your peace of mind in just who you are rather than in what you do it's also scary doing it as a couple because on one hand i think oh well if we're doing that we won't feel like ed sheeran because at least you know we have each other and we're not going to be lonely and you and i aren't going to 
end up drinking a lot after getting drunk every night at our shows Mm -hmm. um because we're just not that we're not those kind of people yeah (laughs) and but and then on the other hand i i get scared because i don't want i don't want it to be tough and it break us up at some Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's been a fear i've had that's uh made it difficult to start working on sarah's vegan kitchen together or really doing the music thing because it's just i'm i was just scared of it affecting our relationship negatively when when you have your job and i have my job and we're both making money and we're paying for a place together Mm -hmm. that's how normal people's lives are and it seems like an easy way to continue our healthy relationship sure so it's like oh well now we're both putting all this energy into these things and we're trying to make money together and we're trying to make art together and we're Mm -hmm. trying to go on tour together yeah and it's just there's a lot of stress which i don't I don't know. Right. I think the money thing is was huge for me. It was that I didn't know how to involve you in my business because I, I, I didn't come from a lot of money. And so for me to build my own business and be self-employed was such a, an important thing to me. And I, I didn't know how we could kind of distribute wealth, you know, and just how to navigate that and I think it just took a little bit more time like maturing our relationship and developing trust for that to be an easier subject to broach so yeah it is very interesting yeah so that's that's kind of all I got okay what about you that's fine for me too I think we should just really briefly do like a quick positivity box okay just to round it all out I have a gen. I mean, I have a general one and a more specific one. Okay. One that I've talked about. Mm-hmm. This is the third time this week now <laughs> because we started filming an episode. We started over after like ten minutes mm-hmm. and we filmed the full episode, and now we're doing this instead. Yes. So, my more general positivity box is just really this whole conversation. I just am generally feeling good, better, more positive about the future and how we're working on everything together and how we're handling it. So that feels good. My more specific positivity box is two of our friends that we know um, from Boulder came up and saw our new place over the weekend and it was sunny. We went for a nice little nature walk around where we live and we sat downtown at this little, well, we sat outside of a brewery, but it was in like this kind of courtyard pedestrian area of all these shops and restaurants. And it just seems like a really cool place. I feel like you and I are going to go. We'll probably go sit at that exact brewery. Yeah. And Sarah had a hard kombucha. I had a beer. Two beers. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah drove me home because I drunk. I, I drunk. I drinky. I drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> um, right. Yes. So that was nice. There was also this little like tented area in the middle mm-hmm. with, you know, those, you know, those like those. those like a tarp. Those outdoor lights too. Yes. The ones that we have outside. And I just said to Sarah, I was like, they definitely have live music. live music out here during the summer. So I have to figure out who to contact because I want to play out there while people just eat their ice cream and drink their beers. And mm-hmm. that sounds so much fun. It sounds so much more fun to do that with you than any time I've done that acoustic by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just sounds great. I'm excited. Yes. I think you? I think that would be a good kind of setting for me to feel a little less... Mm, have to feel like i have so many eyes on me 
is really scary to me. So I feel like that's like a bit of a lower pressure kind of thing than having your own show at a venue. Yeah, you start with a situation where you're in the background. Yeah, and everyone's just chilling, probably chatting with their friends or family or whatever. So I'm into that. Getting drunk and giving us tips. Oh, one hopes. (laughs) I wonder if, you know, I feel like people probably do Venmo tip jars now where they have a tip jar, but they also probably tape like a Venmo QR code. That's a great idea. So you can just scan it and who the hell carries cash? Yeah, I've never seen that, but I guess I haven't really been looking for it. I feel like I must have seen that or I just came up with a great idea. Wow. Positivity box? Oh, I mean, I guess I would agree with yours because, listen, for me, I'm very much a homebody, always have been. And on top of that, I have um, anxiety when it comes to going places and driving. And it's very, very easy to spiral into this dark tunnel where you think it's just easier to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Like all of the things I need to do are at home. I should be working. I should be practicing. Cooking, saving money is something I've been trying to do a lot lately. But sometimes it's just worth it to spend like five, ten bucks, go sit, get a coffee, get a drink, expose yourself to other humans and remember that other humans exist. And the only like it's not just your problems that exist. There's way more than that. And also, like, I don't know, we went and got coffee the other week, just exploring the downtown area um, in our new town. And... I was just kind of people watching and seeing how people dress and there's just infinitely many ways to look and present yourself in the world, which is something I think about a lot because it just says so much about your personality, the way you choose to look, right? Um, As far as like makeup and hair and outfits go. Um, And I was just thinking like, again, it's very easy when you work in social media and you're at home a lot. And on cameras a lot, like it's very easy to enter a very insecure space and to be kind of obsessive about your body and your face. And I was just thinking like everyone that I'm seeing is just a human and there's so many different ways to look and ultimately people don't really care. People can be mean, but it's usually right a reflection of their own relationship with their own image. And it's usually on the internet. Yes. And it just, remembering there's other humans out there just gives me so much more gratitude for what I have. And it reminds me that I'm like free to do what I want to, you know? I do know. Yeah. it's. I, I think what you said before um, is poignant. Just realizing and remembering that there are other people with their own experiences out there. Because mm-hmm. you can really get like, trapped in, yeah. in your own So just to hear our friends talking about their jobs and, you know, one of our friends says they, you know, they like their job, but it wasn't exactly what they expected. So it might be a stepping stone to a new job. And I'm just like, wow, that's, I just, that's just a very normal problem. That's probably very hard for them. Mm -hmm. And just hearing it, it just, I don't know, puts your own problems into perspective. Yeah. And it just makes you feel like we're all in this together. Yes. Because especially with the internet and especially with COVID and the quarantining, it's really easy to get into that. I'm just by myself dying here. Yes. Just that's it. 
Mm-hmm. Just waiting for the end with my me and my problems. <laughs> and you hear other people like, oh, my God, we're all kind of struggling together. Yes. And then you go on the internet and people are mean to you for no reason. Can, <laughs> yes. you, can you imagine what like how people don't say things in person like they do on the internet imagine someone walking up to you while we're outside sitting coffee like they just look at me and they're like you your hair looks bad today Mm -hmm. are you balding like no one would say that is it because you're vegan right right (laughs) have you tried eating salmon yeah and i'm like i ate salmon for the first 20 years of my life still got the problem (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah um but yeah, it's just something good to think about. Can I say one more thing I'm excited about? Of course. So the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my actual positivity box. Okay, go well, ahead. Go I'll ahead. start and you can you can <laughs> fill it in. So the Mets are coming to Denver to play the Rockies um, this Friday. So a few days from now. And I bought tickets. I bought a group of four. And I said, okay, me and Sarah will go. One of our buddies wants to go and we'll find another friend. It might be the coldest game in Colorado Rockies history. (laughs) It's going to be like 23 degrees that night in Denver. It's supposed to snow Thursday night and like the beginning of Friday. So they're going to have to clear the roads in order for us to get to Denver. And then they're going to have to clear off the field so that they can play baseball. (laughs) So I was talking to Sarah about it. So we live kind of, we live like an hour away, right? Let's say maybe a little more. And I was like, I don't want to drive back after the game. I don't want to leave the stadium at eleven fifteen and get home at past midnight right mm. i was like let's what if i booked a little hotel room downtown by the stadium and we could go there we could put our stuff down get a bite to eat go to the game come back and then we were talking about how cold it is and sarah was just like yeah are you sure it's gonna be oh it sounds bad <laughs> and i was like babe what if you just stayed at the hotel and I found another friend to come and replace you? And Sarah was like, no, no, you know, you want me to come. It's the Mets. And I'm like, babe, you don't have to. She was like, okay, I'm staying at the hotel. <laughs> so now it's me and three of my friends. Mm-hmm. We're going to go freeze our asses off. And well. I'm just going to chill. How excited are you? I'm very excited. What are you going to do? Watch YouTube in bed. Room service, French fries, take a bath. Oh, yeah, maybe. I feel like some people don't trust the baths, bathtubs and hotels. Because they're dirty? I guess. I feel like mm. that's a thing. You could always take a, one of their rags and like wipe it, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I totally steamrolled. I was going to throw it back to you. I was going to wonder while it over no, to you. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You told it perfectly. Thank I'm you. considering it part of my birthday gift. Well, at first, you know, I wanted to do the hotel because of the drive and because... It would make the experience of having to go to a baseball game, which I can only assume you wouldn't. Maybe if it was like a beautiful summer night. Yes. But it's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the Rockies shouldn't even have home games until like May. (laughs) I mean, it's not possible, but it just stays cold here for a while at night. Mm -hmm. So I knew you weren't really looking forward to it. And I thought it might make your experience sweeter to have a romantic hotel getaway also. Now it's just the (laughs) icing on the cake that you don't even have to go to the game. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Looking forward to that. They're operating at like half capacity and it's outside. So I don't really feel that weird about COVID, Mm -hmm. especially because it's cold. Everyone's going to be covering their faces to stay warm anyway. Right. So that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, me too. I mean, also everyone you're going with is one shot into the vaccine at least. I think we're all half vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better than nothing. Yeah. So I think that's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. 
so I guess we'll talk to you guys at the beginning. We're thinking beginning of, beginning next month? of each month. First, okay. first Wednesday of each month. Right. Can we try something before I send it to the supporter shout out and before we wrap up? Can we just do like a fake laugh while looking at each other? Why? So I can get a thumbnail. We've never done that. I think if we just look at each other and like laugh, it might be a good thumbnail. If not, I'll find something else like I usually do. All right. Do you want to okay. just try it? Sure. Okay. I'm going to hold my mic like a little bit down here. Okay. Now like lean forward a little. Okay. Now look at me. And then three, two, one. <laughs> Great. Wow. Thanks. Let's see if that, that works was, That out. was really special. It was really creepy. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And I'll send it over to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Reem, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Anna Jureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton.